Welcome to the Quad Pod, a podcast highlighting life at Baylor School in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Inspired by the many converging paths on our campus, where faculty, staff, students, alumni, and families meet, we bring you stories from all angles told by many voices. This episode is hosted by me, Owen McDaniel, class of 2023. Listen, can you hear that? It's so imminent now I can just make it out. The faint sounds of pomp and circumstance. With fewer than a hundred days before graduation, the end of my Baylor chapter is nearly here. And while I am eager to get to that finish line, lately I've been trying to hit the brakes a little bit, reflect on all the good things here. Soon I'll be leaving my family behind. And not just my actual family, but my Baylor family as well. And I'm confident that there are things I've taken for granted during my time with them. Things that will become more apparent as I begin a new chapter of independence. So on this episode, we will be looking at some of the basic needs that our Baylor family provides us with every day. Services that are so embedded in our daily experience that we fail to register their full significance. First, we join senior Nathan Andriotti and Baylor sports equipment manager Alan Cox, who keeps Baylor teams both looking and feeling good. Next, I head to the dining hall with Mr. Kelly to speak with Chef Katie Williams and Joe Flippin, Baylor's general manager for food service, to learn more about the behind the scenes preparations in the dining hall and to see if I can get my hands on that orange chicken recipe. Finally, we join senior Justin Todd and head maintenance foreman Howard Johnson to learn about the complexities of maintaining and preserving our historic campus buildings from adversarial forces. And now I present episode 22, A Family Affair. First up, we have senior Nathan Andriotti and Mr. Alan Cox, better known as Big Al, on the challenges of keeping Baylor teams equipped and fit for victory. Hello, my name is Nathan Andriotti, class of 2023, and today I'm here with Alan Cox, also known as Big Al, the head equipment manager at the Baylor School. And this is my 10th year at the school. I am also an alumni. I graduated in 2009. All right, so to start, could you tell us a little bit about what your job entails here at Baylor, like what a day-to-day looks like? Day-to-days are very different depending on the season. So, for example, right now, I'll I'll use winter as an example. Um, The winter I call my breath between fall and spring. Um, The only teams I deal with are the uh, boys and girls basketball teams and the wrestling teams. And as you can probably imagine, there's not much equipment to be dealing with except for uniforms. So I get their uniforms ready for games. Uh, I get the basketball teams practice gear ready on a day-to-day basis. Uh, But I also take the winter as a time to kind of reorganize my office in the fall. I deal with um, football, girls' soccer, girls' volleyball, and then the cross-country teams. As you can imagine, football probably the biggest team and my biggest focus of the entire athletic season. So same thing. I just get their practice gear ready, game gear ready on game days. And then the spring 
everything happens in the spring. Um, you got baseball, you got boys lacrosse, girls lacrosse, boys soccer, track, girls lacrosse, crew. I mean, every boy soccer. I mean, you the the list goes on and on. So the spring is definitely a sprint, and to the end of the year. So the spring is very busy. So it it changes day to day. So. Could you tell us a little bit about how you ended up with this job? Like, so uh, let's go all the way back to when I was a student. Um, I'm not athletic to say the least, uh, but I love sports. I always have. Um, so I, I wanted to be a part of the football program here, but I didn't want to play football because I will. You know, I'm at the time I was probably six six one buck 30 buck 40 so i would have got crushed and every bone in my body would have broke if i played football and uh but i wanted to be a part of the team so i went to um his name was phil hibden he was the equipment guy at baylor when i was a student in fact you can see his plaque right next to the equipment room um so i just asked hey do you need any help with anything and he was like i need someone to film practices because i have someone to film games but uh, it's kind of someone we hire outside of Baylor to film our games, but I need someone to film practices. So I film practices, and then on game days, I would just help him out. So that kind of got my itch going is for the equipment world. And so I did that all four, all, all four of my years here to where I would film practice and then help him out on game days. And then um, just like I wanted to be a part of the football program, uh, hockey is my favorite sport. And in college, I wanted to be – obviously, I'm not good enough to be a, a Division One hockey player player those guys are nasty so I wanted to um be a part of a hockey program so I wanted to go to a school with a hockey program just to give me the option um so I went to Miami of Ohio and as soon and I would kind of been in brief contact with their head equipment guy throughout the process of going to school but as soon as I got in as soon as I started my fall semester I uh, emailed him and by the luck of the draw one of his guys quit so I was able to get on staff as a student assistant equipment manager. So I did that for all four of my years. And then just the stars aligned to where the job at Baylor had opened up when I graduated. And so I applied and I got it. And 10 years later, I'm right here. <laughs> That's incredible. So I guess you already touched on this at the beginning, but what would you say is the hardest part of your job? Hardest part of my job, I would probably l- late nights. Uh, and I wouldn't say that's really hard, but it's just you do have a lot of late nights. So it's just kind of maybe mentally preparing like, okay, tonight I'm going to be here till like two in the morning. Today I'm going to be here till like three in the morning or stuff like that. Um, and then in doing that, you also got to, you know, probably, you know, I got to make time for family and everything like that. So just kind of balancing work and family is hard. And I've done a really good job, or at least I think I've done a really good job with that. My wife may have something else to say about that, but I like, but uh, I think I've done a good job with that. That and then just keeping everything organized. Um, it's, I kind of got it at first, it was hard uh, just because in college I just did one sport, I just did hockey. Um, but now going to Baylor, you do a bunch of different sports and you have the whole room to where you got to organize it. So the first couple years was a bit of a struggle, but now I have it down to a science to where I, 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 I know where everything is. So just maybe keeping stuff organized, but that's kind of gotten easier as the years have gone on and, and everything like that. Nice. Yeah. And in contrast, what is your favorite part about your job? Games, <laughs> games, just watching guys like you out there, uh, 
just, you know, just go out there and dominate and perform, especially this year where we've had a really good year athletically. You know, the wrestling team just won state. Basketball team uh, has a big quarterfinal game, and they can make a run. The football team won state. Uh, God, I mean, just – yeah, the girls' basketball team is good. The girls' soccer team was good. The girls' volleyball team was good. So this year alone, it's been very – we've done very well athletically, and I think spring's going to keep that up. But just seeing guys go out there and, you know, perform and have fun, you know. I'm a – you know, I still play inline hockey, so I still got that athlete in me to where in uh, just to see guys go out there and just turn on a switch and everything. It's just awesome to see guys like that perform. Yeah. So going a little further, what are some of like your favorite memories? Oh, favorite memories. You know what? A lot of people actually have asked me this, so I don't have to think much about this. Um, 2018, um, soccer state finals against Macaulay. We beat them in PKs. They were like nationally ranked. They only lost two games that year and they were both to us, but they thought the first time we beat them was a fluke. Second time we beat them in PKs, but not only that, one of our guys got thrown out of the game with like I think ten minutes left, Jeez. and then we went to overtime, and they even scored within the first five minutes of overtime. So we thought we were done, and we we went in PKs. I'll never forget that. That was just that was awesome, and the fact it was against McCauley just make the, that much sweeter. Um, and then of course winning a state title in football. I mean, I've grown up on this campus my whole life since my dad since my dad's worked here. I think this is his forty second year. So I've been with Baylor my whole life, and I've never seen a football state title. And to finally see it happen, and not only that, but to be a part of it was something special. And then um, the one sport I played here was lacrosse. So also seeing us beat them in Macaulay a couple years ago, that's something I never thought I'd see just because their lacrosse program has been around for so long and ours is still in the grand scheme of things new. So to finally see that happen was awesome. Um, Ironically enough, other than the football state title, a lot of my favorite, you know, games here and memories here have been against Macaulay, but that's just because it's the rivalry. That's always going to bring out the best of both teams. Yeah, for sure. So to close things off, you've been working here, like you said, for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. So what is it about Baylor that makes you want to come back year after year? Uh, just it's the family atmosphere. Uh, I mean, you know, with my dad here, uh, I do have family here. and My sister works here, but just the family atmosphere. I love the students. Uh, they keep me young. The atmosphere here, I mean, it's just awesome. You come to work every day with a smile. Uh, you know, even if you have a bad day one day, the next day is probably not going to be bad. And it's just everyone's nice, friendly, you know. As I always say, a lot of things have changed around campus since I've been here. But the one thing that hasn't changed is just the family atmosphere and just the sense of community on the Baylor campus. It's it's awesome. And, you know, there's no other there's no other place I think like it. As soon as you step on campus, you just feel it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. All right. So, thank you. Appreciate thank you. it. Next, let's join senior Miller Robinson in the dining hall for a quick report on what students' favorite meals are. There are many different options offered in the Baylor dining hall. Some are there every day, and others are only served once in a blue moon. I know for me, two forces typically determine my choice. What am I craving that day, and how long is the line for that option? 
One line that's always out the door is... Just a sandwich. I only get sandwiches. A toasted sandwich. A sandwich. Tuna wrap. A sandwich line. I think these turkey sandwiches we had today. The sandwiches. The meatball subs. When the line for sandwiches is long, there's always a safe alternative. Pasta. Pasta with the uh, fried chicken. Definitely pasta with meat sauce. Cheesy pasta. Cheese filled pasta. Pasta. Pasta with the chicken. No matter what day it is, you can always go the cheesy route. Pizza. The quesadillas. The nachos. Definitely the pizza with the bacon. Quesadilla. Uh, pizza. I like the nacho like bar whenever they have it. Cheese quesadilla. Grilled cheese and tomato soup. With so many demands on our brain throughout the day, protein is a sought after fuel. Chicken and rice. Chicken sandwich. Fried chicken. Popcorn chicken. Steak. Chicken sandwich. The uh, mini corn dogs. Chicken fried steak. Chicken sandwich. The salmon. Cheeseburger. This popcorn chicken. Barbecue. Probably salmon. Chicken tikka masala. Uh, steak. Uh, the pork. Salmon. The hamburgers. That chicken noodle soup be hitting different sometimes. But among all options, one is the clear champion. Orange chicken. Orange chicken. Probably orange chicken. 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 From the Quad Pod, this has been Miller Robinson. And now, Mr. Kelly and I join head chef Katie Williams and general manager Joe Flippin to discuss the inner workings and logistics of feeding Baylor's large community. I am Owen McDaniel. I'm a senior class of 2023. And I'm Joe Flippin. I'm the general manager uh, for Baylor Food Service, 22 years. Chef Katie Williams, I have been here, it'll be eight years in October. What got you guys originally into kind of the food business in general, whether that's managing or being a chef? I started cooking when I was probably in first grade. I wrote, I have a book that I wrote about being a chef when I think I was in second grade. In sixth grade, I interviewed a chef. Her name was Madame Suchuk, and she worked at the Girls Point Country Club in Michigan. I couldn't understand a word she said to me, but I was just so bright-eyed and just so amazed uh, talking to her. So I wanted to cook ever since I was little itty-bitty. My dad did all the cooking, and as I became older, my mom worked late on Friday nights, so instead of going out with my friends, I would stay home, and my dad would give me cooking lessons on different things. He had a passion for it, a love for it. Mr. Flippin, how did you um, kind of get into the food business? Uh, when I was 16, I started working a part-time job at Wendy's after school. Um, I did that all through high school and college. Um, Actually, when I got into the college and I'd been around Wendy's for a while, I was uh, assistant manager, kind of main assistant manager. So uh, my passion, I guess, for the restaurant business was from the beginning when I got introduced to it. Uh, it's fast paced. Uh, it's it's fulfilling to me uh, to to what's, what we were talking about with great food. Uh, you know, I don't touch that food. 100%, maybe just a little at lunch. Uh, but having to work with the chef and have oversight of how our program is, 
uh, really. That's kind of my thing for it. We really appreciate everything that both of you guys do to make sure that we are fed and happy. So, yeah, jumping into uh, the questions here, uh, how many staff uh, does it take to run the Baylor Dining Hall? We have 22 full-time staff and a couple part-time, so 24. 24 staff, all right. Um, I don't know if there is a number on this, but is there an estimate for kind of how many pounds of food per day that you guys produce? We figured around 700 to 750 pounds a day. But an example is a lot of times on Mondays we do chicken breast. Well, that alone, just for that chicken breast, is 320 pounds that we serve at lunch. So it's pretty it's pretty substantial. <laughs> um, so could you tell us a little, I don't know, maybe an interesting behind-the-scenes work that goes on uh, around the dining hall? It's, you know, it's busy. It's chaotic. We are like one big family. We stick together. We work as a team. You know, I write menus every week. I write production every day for what they're going to cook. Um, if they need recipes, you know, if they don't know how to do something, then I teach them how to do it. It's just there's a lot involved. You know, we have the salad person. We have somebody working the main line. We have somebody, you know, prepping the grill, doing the grill. But then we all come together and work as a team. So when those, I'm trying to imagine the, let's go back to the chicken breast for a minute. 320 pounds of chicken breast. So yes. that gets delivered. And then when does it, when does the preparation start before it becomes lunch? Like, can you take me through, like, is one person staring down 320 pounds of chicken and trying to get all that ready? Well, like chicken, I usually try to marinate it on Sundays. So then Monday morning when Chef Antonio comes in, he will, yes, cook that chicken, cut that chicken, make the garnish, you know, whatever prep needs to be done for that chicken. So one man versus 320 pounds of chicken. One man. Yep. I have a hard time cooking for like four people. So I just, <laughs> this kind of blows my mind. Well, you know, an area that doesn't get talked about a lot that's behind the scenes is our dish room. And our dish room staff, uh, when, it, when it's time to come to the moment and take care of everybody coming through that return before they leave, uh, that's a challenge upon itself, just like the, you know, the chicken we're talking about. So it takes all of us. Why did you guys kind of uh, choose Baylor. Why why come to Baylor and work in the Baylor dining hall? What made you guys, what drove you guys to come here? Well, I guess the nature of our jobs is, you know, we're not Baylor people. We're, we're Sodexo contractors. So um, I got introduced to Baylor at an interview for, um, for the general manager job when back in 2001 when Baylor was going from self-op to contracted. Um, so that's kind of how we stumbled upon Baylor. We wasn't pursuing it, but as anybody knows, once you come over the hill and you see the school and, you know, my first impression was I'm going to a high school, which I was, it didn't look like a high school when I first came over that hill. And I think, you know, for Katie, she was with Sodexo also. And, uh, again, as we look for different jobs in our career and growth, this is kind of where we came together. Yeah, I came here from Greensboro, and I worked at A&T State University, Greensboro, North Carolina, and it was a huge university. And I wanted a change, and I came here. And as soon as I walked through the door, you know, Joe took me up front to the windows, and I saw the river, 
And then I stayed the night at a hotel downtown on the top floor overlooking the river. And I just came here, and it was beautiful. It was amazing. As soon as I walked in, I went straight in the kitchen and started talking to the staff, and they were asking me questions. It was just, it was really comfortable. It's it's really family-oriented here. So I jumped on it. I kind of caught on what you said about um, Sodexo. I know that we're, like, we, we partner with Sodexo as a contracting kind of business. Could you explain a little bit about, like, what Sodexo is? What do you guys do as a company? Yeah, I mean, we're a worldwide company. Uh, we're based out of France. Paris, France is, is where our home is. Uh, but we're international. Uh and I'll just narrow it down to the, to the United States. So in the United States, there's like 420,000 Sodexo employees that are doing this every day, uh, millions of meals a day. Uh, and it doesn't take long to do billions a month. Uh, so we're, we're, we're a very large food service, food service company, and I'm pretty sure right now we're number one of the top three in the nation. We're probably second in the world. And and just the background of our company was started by its founder as providing meals, mainly in shipyards in, in France. So he was he was going around selling meal tickets, right, in advance, and then he would go back to the commissary kitchens and have those meals prepared, and started delivering to the shipyards. And that's how Sodexo got started. It just kept going into different businesses. And I mean, and that was just that was just on the food part. But you know, today we do hospitals senior living, uh, uh, facility management, uh, meaning building maintenance and all that, security, transportation for hospitals. Uh, and we actually have broken into the burying hospitals where the technicians that work on the radiology equipment are all Sodexo uh, people. So, you know, with that being said, we as being client-centric people, you know, like to the people that kind of oversee us here at Baylor and oversee our contract, we're very client-centric with people like to take care of the clients, which want us to take care of the students. So we're very driven by that. Um, so I believe the next question is, what do you think that we as students and community members need to be more appreciative of? Um, well, Joe and I talked about this earlier before you guys came. One thing is the dining hall or out where you're sitting. Some people are, we just need people to clean up better, clean up after themselves, not necessarily for us, but for the first lunch, you know, there's still two more lunches coming after. And it's really hard when we have, you know, 15 minutes to try to run out there and clean everything. And, you know, or if somebody <clears throat> spills something, just tell us. You know, it's not a big deal. Just tell us before it gets tracked all over the place and... So, yeah. right. So, I mean, you know, just all, you know, I think the best thing from the student body in it would be, you know, just a little more conscientious about, you know, be proud of your area. Be glad you, you, you're here at Baylor eating lunch here at Baylor. If you could just be a little more conscious about helping us clean up a little bit. Again, be conscientious of our equipment, our plates and our cups that leave here. Uh, you know, I'll put a number on it. You know, within this year of just plate replacement since we came out of COVID is about $10,000. And so you think about that goes missing, right? Mm -hmm. it, it gets put in the trash and thrown away. So, you know, the, again, being conscientious of that number, you know, now you can see why there's yearly increases in tuition, mm -hmm. right? 
uh, the stuff you need to do what you can do. So yeah, leave it at that. So I know that uh, we had a French cuisine week a couple weeks ago, and a lot of students are interested if there are any other kind of special preparations for meals, different cuisines, anything like that that might happen the rest of the year. Yes, we have some. Um, we're going to start doing monthly things. So we have this month, March, there is um, a National Meatball Day, so we're doing something then. We're going to have Pie Day and do special stuff for Pie Day. There's a cereal day coming up, a waffle day. There's just different uh, national holidays for food that we're going to start doing every month. And I, Joe just installed something. It's on a program when you walk in the dining hall on the screen. It's up there that will let everybody know what's coming up. Just to elaborate a little bit on what Katie just said was, you know, we just did the French night, right? And, and y'all saw all that. So, you know, last week we did the international night, mm -hmm. which was, you know, we working with the language departments, right? So other other departments like uh, the Chinese New Year, um, those are those are things that kind of from collaboration between faculty and Katie and myself, um, those meals happen to just get placed that they were going to do them on an annual basis. So uh, and any other things that may come that we might find new and fascinating that you might like, we're going to do it. I'm always open for suggestions. Anybody can come talk to me. You know, at lunch, I'm out on that pizza line or grill station three days a week. I'm out there. Or the weekends, I'm here all weekend. Anybody can come talk to me and say, hey, chef, you know, we have this idea. Maybe can we do this? You know, a lot of the boarding students do that for me. But it would be great if we had some input from some day students as well. So to kind of wrap up here, I just want to ask, what's, the, what's your favorite? Well, two, two parts. One, what's your favorite food in general? And then the second is, what's what's your favorite food that you make for the dining hall here or that you're proud of making for the dining hall here? I think everything in general is I'm proud of. I'm really proud of my staff. Again, I teach them to cook from their heart. So, and they really do cook from their hearts. They put a lot of time and effort into making everything um, look at Miss Regina and the salad bar. She didn't know anything about ancient grains, and she was terrified of them. And now she's like, oh, what can we do with this? It, it, it's just, I think, as a whole, it's all of it. Now you can ask me, what are the students' favorite things? Orange chicken, by far. You know. <laughs> it, 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 what do you put in that orange chicken that makes it so good? <laughs> My goodness, it's like they lose their minds. <laughs> or, or you students lose your minds. <laughs> So, and it takes a lot of work to do orange chicken. Mm -hmm. It takes extra people to do orange chicken to keep up because it's it's crazy. You can relay that too because everybody's like, oh, we want more orange chicken. I Why know. is it only out like four times a year? And they don't realize how much effort goes into it. Yeah, it's huge. Awesome. Well, thank you all very much for sitting down with us. We really appreciate all your input and everything you do for the Baylor community. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Finally, senior Justin Todd joins Howard Johnson, Baylor's maintenance foreman, to examine how he battles the elements in his quest to ensure the safety and security of our student body, faculty, and staff. 
My name is Justin Todd. I'm in the class of 2023. Who am I speaking with today? I'm Howard Johnson. Maintenance foreman is, I guess, what my title is. I've been here for 32 years. And as the maintenance foreman, what does your job look like? What's involved in the average day? Everything on campus from the lights to the water to air conditioning, heating, whatever it takes to make the building envelope safe for teachers and students to have class. And what led you to this career? I was uh, working for TVA. Manager that I had there was Don Curtis. He is now the plant director at Baylor. And he was leave. He came over here, and then he called me about two months later and wanted to know if I'd join him. It took me about four months to decide I wanted to come. That's how I got here. And what skills do you have that I guess, or like interest in maintenance that made you want to pursue this kind of career? It was first with Carrier Air Conditioning Company. Mm -hmm. And it was more of a, of a research and development with them of how the end user could, we could develop air conditioning and more comfort to the end user. So then it came, well, the end user, and then how is the facilities maintained from food products to just human comfort? You know, how do you freeze food? How do you protect food? How do you, how are you kind of make people comfortable? So what are some of the challenges of maintaining the historic and often quite old Baylor buildings? Basically, that's it. Old buildings. <laughs> uh, challenging with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The buildings at Baylor were, were well built when they were built. And it's very interesting if, to see how they were built. The challenges are, is, as you've seen the roof projects at Hunter, mm -hmm. is the age and the material they were that was used. Is how do you incorporate new building methods compared to old building methods? And architectural firms, which is Franklin Architects, they do a great job in helping us get that accomplished. So, so when, oh, sorry, go ahead. The Can biggest you. challenge right now is like with the roof of Hunter, we're fixing them, closing holes and stuff, mm -hmm. is the squirrels that were over there that are now running rampant in the attic. <laughs> we're about to get all those out. So the, the building material, as far as all the brick and mortar and the, and the concrete that was used in, in their day and, and how the, the wood material is joined together I mean, it's it's not just it, it's actual craftsmanship, uh, the framing structure to the interior finishes, and I mean I know, just like in Bart's Hall, the the roof is just it just amazed me. The attic roof of Hunter amazed me. You know, they put it together with go back and look at what tools the craftsman had to use and how they were able to do that is is very fascinating. What are some things you notice or think about that we take for granted or don't pay much attention to? The water tower. There's still a steel riveted tank in that tower. And that used to have all the fire suppression water that if a building was on fire, the water would empty out of the tank and help put the building on fire. And you walk, everybody walks under it every day and doesn't even know what it is. But it, there's still a, it's probably a thousand gallon tank in that brick structure um water the indoor pool holds 998,000 gallons of water almost a million gallons that has to be filtered and maintained 
constantly. There again, thanks to technology, we have pieces in place that help us do that. It's not all us. I mean, it takes everything. And we got wonderful people that manage the pool, Laura and Brian and the new swim coach and all that, and the students. Um, just like as of today, we changed it from uh, – they were swimming, I think, 25 yards by 25 meters. Now it's we can move it and change the pool to different time, different mm. shapes. So now they're swimming a different direction and a different length. And then we have the two new outdoor pools. There's another almost 200,000 and then a little 50,000-gallon pool at the back. And all that has to be maintained and checked for the health and safety of Bagler students. Mm-hmm. And out of all of the building projects that you've completed, which do you think was the most difficult you've ever had to deal with? When we redid the dining hall. Yeah, I remember what it used to look like. And, yeah, it was taking it from where we could had we had to remove all of the boilers, the, the central heating and air conditioning, the boilers and everything, taking all that out to where not one meal was missed while the whole thing was being done. That was us in the basements and around back and on tops and everything else. So y'all could enjoy y'all's lunch and the boarders could have dinner. Then more recently, what led to the decision to fix Hunter Hall's roof? Uh, Age Mm -hmm. and Mr. Chris Angel finally Mm -hmm. saw it, found the funding, and put a new roof on it. And how is the task management handled? So you see all the projects that need to be done. How are you making the decisions for which ones need to go first, what new projects to work on? We meet, Don and I meet with the CFO, which is Dallas Joseph, Mm. and he is the one that allocates the money around. And we see what projects are the worst and try to go at go at it that way mm. you know, working and technology is wonderful mm. has gotten to the point where now there's these programs you put all of these projects in and then now they can see a graph of this is where you need to be putting your money this is how you need to spend your money do you know how much electricity baylor uses a year i you just want to say that <laughs> uh, a year we probably average over a hundred thousand dollar electrical bill a month but on the good side of this, we have good relations with EPB, and we get grant money. So like changing to LED lighting, we can get credit when we do that. So it's not just a big lump sum of changing and then saving energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've upped it for what it is now, and we get some rebates from TPA uh, incentives to change out older equipment, older mechanical air conditioning equipment so we're working on that what are some projects that are lined up for the next few years <laughs> those are secret <laughs> <laughs> i just came from a meeting uh just stay tuned there is faculty housing coming it's on old baylor road what we call the village in lepton hall converting the four apartment in 10 classrooms to two apartments in 11 dorm rooms with a new entryway. So what is your biggest challenge in terms of keeping this place running efficiently? Just the element. I mean, just the wind, like this last storm took out. You know, the alerts were all clear. The wind got back up. 
and then it knocked a tree down on the lower road, which took out the, all of faculty housing and our shop, which now is, you know, like I said, with technology, if you don't have a computer, it's hard to do anything. It knocked out the power for a whole weekend, and those folks were down there without electricity. If you had to sum up your job in one phrase, what would it be? Man versus nature. I could give you squirrel stories, several squirrel stories. Now that we've heard about the Sisyphean task of keeping our community afloat, I, on behalf of the senior class and Quad Pod staff, would like to thank the men and women behind the scenes whose work is taken for granted every day. I want to encourage everyone listening, whenever you see one of these unsung heroes, whether it be a kitchen chef, a groundskeeper or housekeeper, a maintenance worker, a security officer, or Big Al himself, tell them thank you. Because without them, Baylor wouldn't be what it is today. For the Baylor School Quad Pod, this has been Senior Owen McDaniel with Episode 22, A Family Affair. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.